Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Paul Omer Podcast. This is just a beta. That's just an idea that I had. I'm sure a lot of people do it, and they maybe do this one time and then realize that they really don't like to hear themselves talk for this long, especially when they're in a room with no one else. But uh, mostly just wanted to try and get the feel for it and see if it's something that I want to do in the future because I hear and I, I, I hear a lot of different news stories throughout the day. I listen to my own podcasts um, from different, different people that I enjoy listening to and, and getting caught up with. And then I have conversations with other people. And there are just times when I feel like that everyday conversation that you have with other people needs to be recorded in some way and, and having more voices out there saying the same thing, because let's be honest, there's a crowd out there that's extremely loud. They don't care that they're extremely loud. And they also don't generally tend to care if the, fa- the facts are even on their side. And they really, really love to try and project everything that they believe onto us, and whether they think we want them to or not. So uh, today we're just going to kind of roll into it a little bit and see if this is something that I'm even going to be able to do uh, without annoying uh, you know, the living daylights out of anybody. I've never... Maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I should go into this a little bit more confident than I am. But I have never really cared for the sound of my own voice, um, which is it's, I'm really glad that I don't hear my voice the way that, that the rest of you unfortunately have to. But maybe if I'm saying it just the right way, uh, I can <laughs> I can bolster a little bit of support. But anyway, the first thing I'd like to say today, just to maybe give a little background into myself, is I am a 27-year-old millennial. If my parents had had me one year later, I would be considered uh, by most graphs and uh, most studies that I've read to no longer be in the millennial generation. But I am, by, by most polls, most, most graphs that I've seen, I am the last of the millennials. So I, I get to I get to carry that title around for the rest of my life. It's wonderful. I have struggled to not be the norm for my generation, and it's not an easy thing to do because everyone around you, your peers, they they have always tended to think in one direction, and I sort of made it a job almost uh, a hobby that I took upon myself to not think like them, not to be edgy, not to be rebellious, and not some pathetic personal statement. I didn't like where they were headed. I didn't like where they were going. And uh, looking back on that now, about 10 or 15 years ago, I think I made a pretty good choice. I am nothing special. I am. I, I don't have the capacity to really be any smarter than anyone else. But because I have refused to just go along with the current political course and things that you hear on a day-to-day basis from what you might call the mainstream media, what our kids have been learning in school, I am very glad to know that I am not what the kids were in high school. And that's a very sad thing to have to say. A lot of, I'm talking about a lot of friends, a lot of cousins, thankfully some of them have really grown and blossomed beyond that 
life experience is irreplaceable. And sadly enough, it slapped them across the face at some point whenever they realized that all of the ridiculous propaganda that they had always been taught was just not true in any way, shape or form. So I'm very thankful for that. And part of the reason why I was able to maybe get a leg up in thinking for myself was also because of my parents. So they sort of balanced me out. They they gave birth to me in the wrong generation, but then taught me how to how to beat it in the, in the same same way. I was homeschooled. So the perspective that I had on other children was also a bit more unique. Um, some might consider it to be overly sheltered. I consider it to be protected. Protected from things that a young mind really does not need to be exposed to. And the ability to go out on my own terms and learn the world slowly but surely with a better, more solid foundation working from home in the house. And uh, I, I mean, quite frankly, I, I've been listening to political pundits and uh, uh, you know, uh, news shows with panelists and everything. It's just since I was five and six years old. Of course, back then it was just as annoying as, as all get out. I cared nothing about it except for the fact that once in a while one of them would be kind of funny and I'd, you know, uh -huh. but as I've grown, grown older and not really even that much older, the interest has really come back around to the things that I did here as a child because it really didn't take very long in our world, in our current climate, to understand just how important it is. If you'll excuse me, I'm still working on my afternoon coffee. I make my coffee only from the best $8 coffee pots you can find. The first thing I want to kind of want to talk about today, because I'm telling you this, this is really, really, this is an incredible hypocrisy to me. So the first story I'd like to talk about a little bit today is Goodyear has decided that they would rather make a political statement from their their business, their platform. They would rather use their business and their name, and they sell. They sell tires. Maybe that sink in just for a moment. They sell tires. You put them on your car so that you can get from point A to point B without it being a rough ride. They make tires, expensive tires. They, they shape rubber to fit the wheel of your car. And they have insisted that all of their employees cannot wear certain political statements to political groups on their uniforms, on their person in any way. Um, I don't really know if they have gone to the extreme of, of looking at their employees' personal uh, social media pages or anything of that nature. Um, but they are allowing and disallowing certain slogans. So you can associate with some things, but you can't associate with others. The biggest thing is their allowance list is much narrower, narrower and much more left-leaning than their not allowed 
list. That is, it, I think it's listed on their page, all their email out to all employees as acceptable and unacceptable. Their unacceptable list is anything to do with Trump, of course. The MAGA, MAGA hats or a MAGA t-shirt, anything like that, not okay. That's, in my opinion, that's, you know, if, if you if you want to prevent your employees from making a political statement in, in, a, in a uniform, a, a paid-for uniform, personally, I'm okay with that. You know, it's your business, and you can do whatever you want with it, but it still is going to have, uh, it's still going to have the implication of where you stand, and whether you want it to or not, it's just, it's going to happen. And you can't really pick and choose which political standpoint you're, you're willing to uh, represent without alienating another crowd. So if you if you pick one but not another, then you are making a political stance. So you can't just say, "Well, these are not these aren't okay. These are okay," and then think that you're being fair and saying no. No, no, no. That only a, only a certain amount of free speech is okay, but the rest of it is not. Of course, that's being extremely sarcastic. You can't have both. So the other part of the unacceptable list that really, really, I mean, I think everybody just kind of got thrown for a loop with this. Although on the on the other hand, I also think that a lot of people are starting to become a little complacent about it. Not necessarily in a bad way. They just don't really get worked up when they hear these types of things anymore because they just know that this is the way it is. The one side is always, always 110% into this, and they come up – they break records every day, people. They break records every day as to how far they're willing to take this. They, they'll draw a line and say, we, we stand for this now, and it's a little more extreme than it was the day before. And then the next day, the line is moved and so on and so forth, and it just gets they're, – they're moving in a direction so fast, it's making everybody else's head spin. Unacceptable. Blue lives matter. You are not to, if you work for a good year, have anywhere on your person blue lives matter. So apparently forget the police. Forget the police. I guess the police cars don't use good year tires. <laughs> if they did, they don't now. They shouldn't anyway. All lives matter is the other one. If you have all lives matter, which... Well, the last I checked, that did include blacks. So you've got all lives matter, blue lives matter, and anything MAGA not allowed on your person, not to be a part anything of your of your your Goodyear Goodyear uniform. Excuse me. What is acceptable, however, is LGBT pride. Attire. So if you have your Goodyear polo or dress shirt or whatever they wear on at work and then your big flamboyant rainbow hat that just screams, you know, I am all for the uh, the, the, the lesbians, the gays, the, the, the questionables, whatever else you want to, to throw into that really overcomplicated acronym. I think now they're starting to add a, add a plus to the end of it because they realize that it's just going to keep growing and it's never going to stop growing. It's like they've almost given up on their own cause. It's, it's not, it's never ending. And the other one on the acceptable list is of course, 
Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter in itself is such a large and is quickly becoming sort of an overarching issue. It It's infiltrating pretty much everything that you know. And it's important to understand now more than ever, because this is not the first time that it has reared its very ugly head. But it is more important now than ever to really understand where it comes from, what it stands for, what it represents. A lot of people mistakenly assume that because of the way that they try to uh, get people to perceive how they act to, to the, what, what they try to get out there on, on the, on TV, of course, anytime that you see it on, on the news, it's, you know, really, really into it, really energetic and, and goodwilled people who are just tired of injustice and they want what's good for the sake of humanity. And, and they're just, they're good people and they're peaceful protesters and they mean the best and they're empathetic and they, they only destroy buildings that's just, it's just corrupt beyond repair. And of course, that's, that's how they're, that's how they're projected. But in reality, their own website plainly, I mean, just right there, go look at it. It's right there. They are they consider themselves to be a Marxist organization. And once again, when you get to Marxism, you get to an even larger subject that really, really, I don't have the time to cover either one of them just yet. But at the time, if, if I continue to or decide to continue with these, they will, they will definitely seep into basically every episode I do because you can't turn on the news without hearing about one or the other. It's just impossible. It's just the way the, the climate is now. But it's not a secret. It's not a secret to Goodyear. It's not a secret to anyone who cares enough to make all of their employees go one way or the other. If it means enough to say, you can't do this, but you can do this, it means that they know what it is. And if they don't, then that would mean that this less than reputable now as far as I'm concerned, but what the, what most people would consider to be a reputable company that sells quality tires is saying that you cannot support your local police department. You cannot say that literally all lives matter, but you can say that the Marxist organization of Black Lives Matter matters. And the hypocrisy in that is so incredible. And you, it, to me, it makes it even more of a personal statement when something like a tire company makes their stance clear. Like, who cares? You make tires. I, I think I might have gotten that, my opinion on that across a few minutes ago. You make tires. And you want the world to know that you stand for one thing, but you don't stand for another. You're not a news media outlet. You're not... Um, I mean, you don't consider yourself to, to be one side or the other or fair and balanced. It doesn't really make any difference. If you were directly involved in politics every day and you made your money off of politics and you wanted to say, hey, we stand for this, but not this, then that's, that's fine. That's fine. 
the same way that I'm always going to, well, I don't say always, I, I'm not going to say it forever or never because they change their minds every which way to Sunday. And uh, even Chick-fil-A has really gotten under my skin a few different times and rightfully so. Uh, that may come up one day. Some of you probably already know what I'm talking about, but I'm sorry, Mr. Kathy. I'm I'm not a racist. I've never been a racist, and I have nothing to apologize for as far as being a racist. And you're not going to tell me that, that we just all secretly don't know it, and, and we're going to have to just suck it up and, and start kneeling. No, I'm not doing that. You sell chicken patties. You sell really good chicken patties, and you well-priced chicken patties. They're good. They're good, and you have extremely good uh, clean restrooms, and I appreciate that as well. But you also still sell chicken patties, and I can get chicken at other places. It, it really just doesn't doesn't give a care. But I'm almost probably always going to prefer the business model of Chick Fil A over over Starbucks. And in all fairness, if I really want a coffee, I will drive through a Starbucks because that coffee, it, while I'm drinking it, it's not going to be going shave over my. So I really don't care. But it's important to remember that these companies, they're not even involved in this stuff. It doesn't change their stock. It doesn't change what employees go on Indeed.com or ZipRecruiter or whatever else, maybe straight to the Goodyear.com website and say, I want to work for you. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they do internally filter out conservatives and liberals on on their assembly line. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. It wouldn't surprise me. But, um, you know, equal opportunity employment is is a farce in itself. And anybody who is in the current workforce or is out there looking for a job probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. But you've got a movement going on, man. This this is much bigger. This is much bigger than just occasionally saying something liberal on Facebook or Twitter. This is a company that has nothing to do with politics. It doesn't affect them in any way. They could have stayed totally silent. I don't really think there were people outside of the Goodyear plant saying, if you don't put all your support behind Biden and, and Black Lives Matter, we're never going to buy your tires again. Your rubber is toast. I don't think that was happening. I don't think that's, that, that's, ever, that's ever going on. I don't think people even really think about Goodyear, which... Makes you wonder if this is nothing more than a, a an advertising stunt to begin with. But why in the world would you would you just alienate yourself from an entire crowd of people? No MAGA, no Blue Lives Matter, and once again they they do drive cop cars. So I guess Goodyear tires on the on the uh, patrol cars are out of the question, and. You know, you still got the all lives matter. So that's that's big. But on their own, this on their own time and their decision at or at some kind of executive meeting, somebody at the end of the table sat there and said, we're going to endorse one and we're going to prohibit the other. So as far as I'm concerned, Goodyear as wait, I mean. It's not like I'm giving up something that I use on a daily basis. I've never bought a Goodyear tire, and I probably never will, and I, I sure won't now. But it's, uh, it's, it's sort of an example. It's an indication. It's an indication. That would be the best way to put it. It's an indication of the way things are going. It's the way people are thinking. 
And it's extremely important to question just completely surrounded by people that all feel one way, they all think one thing, then it would be really important to, to realize that sometimes you're just going along with the crowd because everybody else is saying it, everybody else is thinking it. And let's be honest, it's a whole lot easier to do that. I mean, when, when you're standing around at work or school and you've got five people talking about what a complete bumbling idiot Donald Trump is, and you're sitting there going, well, I mean, history states that all successful presidents in the past employed the same techniques and tactics that, that Trump is, and look at what it did for our economy, but they're still hung up on the fact that his tweets make him look juvenile, in their opinion, and they're hung up on that. What are you going to do? You're not going to get anywhere with them. You're not, you're not going to convince them otherwise. It's five against one. But it's important for you to abstain from the conversation than it is to just start going along with it just because it's easy and you make a few quick friends. They're not going to be your friends. <laughs> They're not. I mean, you'd have to change everything about yourself, and obviously that's not worth it. So it's very important to make sure that you take the time to, to really think about these things and make sure that you know where you're falling on these issues and you cannot do that until you educate yourself on these issues. And let's be honest, ever since they started taking history out of public schools, and that was beginning to happen a long decades ago, but it was really starting to become more prevalent back in the late 90s, early 2000s, which is no surprise because that is your millennial generation. But around that time, they started really, really sabotaging the way that young people think. You cannot make solid decisions about things coming up in your life and in the world you live in without first understanding how we got here. Because if you don't learn from past mistakes, then you're just going to repeat them all over again. And obviously Goodyear didn't get the memo either because every time that a company has ever done this, they've, they've, they've separated themselves. The, the, the party, the crowd that they think they're appealing to isn't going to buy more chicken sandwiches. They're, they're not going to go and buy more coffee or buy more of your tires just because you happen to feel the same way that they do about Black Lives Matter. They don't care. They don't care. I would go so far as to say that right now the other side cares more because you you seem to be the minority. You're not, by the way. You're not the minority, but it sounds like you're the minority. And they get people get so tired of hearing on the news what idiots they are for thinking the way that they think that the moment that they feel like they can stick it to them, they do it. And, and you know – I'm, I'm glad I brought up Dan Cathy from, from Chick-fil-A now because really you, you, you could use that as a prime example. We're going to stay closed on Sundays regardless. To us, you know, that's the Lord's Day. We, we go to church on Sunday. We're not asking any of our employees to go to church on Sunday. You look, I don't care if you're an atheist. You, you, you have to understand that that's their business and that's what they do. And that's, that's, that's fine. That is their decision. Go somewhere else on Sundays. It's it's not that big of a deal. If you like their food and you like the prices, then just go another day. 
And a lot of people supported them because they stood up for their own principles, their own values. But then, as soon as things started getting hot and heavy, Mr. Kathy comes out and calls basically every single white person on the planet, especially here in America, that uh, apparently because our great-great-great-great-great-grandfathers might have owned a slave, we're still guilty of it. I mean, I, I will never, I will never be able to make sense of that in my own head. I will never be able to understand how we can blame future generations for something they had no part in. And what's what's even better is that the, the, the generation back then realized they're on their own. I mean, nobody had to even convince them. They just realized on their own, this is not good. It's not moral. We've got to do something about it. We're going to be the first country to address it. And then we're going to write it into our constitution that you can't do this because we're all equal under God. And now we are, for some reason, the number one targeted country for the issue of racism. When really you could historically consider us to be the pioneer of finding racism. So we get blamed for all being racist. And the same people that were going to Chick-fil-A to support Chick-fil-A whenever they started getting bombarded by being made fun of for not endorsing uh, you know, the LGBT, uh, which Goodyear does, by the way, just throwing out out there. As soon as they started getting in, uh, a lot of flack for not endorsing such groups, the left groups, and not being open on Sunday, people just came out in droves. You were wasting your time trying to get into the Chick-fil-A parking lot. You were wasting your time. It was wrapped around the building twice, and people were backed up into the highway trying to turn in. If you were turning left, your day was over. Don't go on your lunch break. You won't get back in time. It's just, it, it was incredible how, how the, the response, the overwhelming, passionate response from that silent majority that just came out in full support of Chick-fil-A. I know people that went to Chick-fil-A even though they didn't like Chick-fil-A. They, they didn't really even care for their chicken sandwiches. They didn't even care for their nuggets. And, you know, their drinks are all the same. But then they got there and they realized these people are so nice and their bathrooms are so clean. And I'm going to start coming here from now on because it's reasonably priced. It's it's still you know pretty quick and easy considering how many people there were. Although my goodness, the the crowd. If you have if you have like public anxiety, you you are wasting your time even going there. But then the same CEO who profited so much off of those people, he turns right around and calls them racist. What do you think is going to happen? Do you really think that by turning on the majority that was supporting you all this time is going to, to con what encouragement is there for them to go now? So the climate's different. People, it's, it's a lot different than it used to be. It's a lot more aggressive. It's, it's like a match that is right next to a stick of dynamite. And every once in a while, somebody does something and they kick, they kick the match a little closer to the dynamite. And one of these days, if it hasn't already, the dynamite has gone off and the building is going to collapse. And I, it's, I think it's very possible 
that several small pieces of dynamite have been going off and the foundation's getting weak. That's personally where I think that we are right now. Whether or not we can stop the explosions and, and, and build back and repair what, is, what has been damaged, that's, that's a whole other story and we, we can't know until it happens. But in the meantime, it's important to stay positive. It's important to make sure the facts are still on your side. Is there's, there's never a time to just bury your head in the sand and just hope that it all goes away. That is, that is the number one way for, the, for people with ill intentions to take over everything because they are not going to stop. And if the good people stay quiet and, and in ignorant, in the truest sense of the word, ignorant on what's going on around them because it's just too much for them to take, then that's when you're going to have real long-term issues. And it's just important to stay informed. So anyway, um, I'm gonna gonna look over this, gonna review this little podcast and see if it's even something worth publishing. I am not handing this out to anybody uh, unless I feel very comfortable about it. Unless I can can maybe do a little bit of editing and see if I can smooth some things out. But uh, otherwise, have a great day, and maybe I'll see you again. Bye bye for now.